Absolutely. Well, I don't want to jump around too much, but speaking of your philosophy of translating things, um, making them more digestible, accessible, etc., and speaking of Darko, especially since that was his first movie, what did you kind of have going into it, and how much did you need to change, translate? Like, what was how far yeah. did it come from its initial raw stage? Uh, we're talking Darko here, right? Yeah, Darko. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's a that's a, another another solid question. Um, that was my first film. I was 27 when I edited that film, wow. and I had a, 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 a we had another editor who had more experience than me uh, named Eric Strand. He was, he was very good. Um, the, you know, I learned an awful lot guys in the first three to four months of that process. Um, but that was my first, really my, my first big film. Um, I think I was ultimately more of a, a story editor on, on the show. And Eric was a little more of a polisher, you know, per his experience and, and per my, you know, per our, per both of our respective strengths. Um, I, I was sort of the guy that dealt with Frank, the bunny rabbit. Um, I, I was the scare guy. I, I, there's not one frame of Frank that you see that I didn't pour over meticulously, um, because we had a, you know, this is actually another good, good story. Little tidbit here. Uh, when we first started showing cuts of, of Donnie Darko, um, early on three, four months in people were laughing at the wrong wow. at the wrong times <laughs> right yeah, right um and, and they were laughing at frank the bunny rabbit so right you know i think i had a come to jesus moment when i went home and i was like you know i know what scary is i know in my bones what it is i've been watching scary movies my whole life and i i basically have to go through darko and if there is any question about something that we see with frank any question, it has to go, it, you know? So I, I started basically nothing that Frank did was not going to come under my watchful eye. If he moved his pinky, I was going to watch it 10 times. And then at the end of that, on the, on, on the ninth time I go on 10th try, we're going to make that pinky move faster because it's just not moving fast enough mm -hmm. to be scary. And so that's what I started doing was I manipulated his speed. I mean, nothing that that actor did, which is Jimmy Duvall who plays plays Frank in the movie. Nothing that Jimmy yeah. did is, is, is unmanipulated. I manipulated everything because of what I just described. I mean, people were laughing at this character. And, and right. so my, you know, I, I pat myself on the back now, cause that's one of the fucking scariest goddamn things I've ever seen. <laughs> and his, his voice is scary. His look is scary. And, you know, like I said, it took, but it took that, that moment of pure failure for me to get there. You know, when right. I was, people were laughing at me, dude. Like, you know, there's nothing, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more humbling, yeah. you know, like, oh, they're going to be really scared of this. And then they're just laughing at you, you know? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's an ultimate, you know, task of an editor because, you know, maybe they're part of what's funny is maybe even, mo I would say most of what's funny is in the performance um, and tone. And then, you know, the performance is performance, but yeah, manipulating it makes it more uncanny, which kind of, automatically yeah. scarier um you just you have control of the tone and that's what's uh yeah you're zooming into something that is like the invisible sort of dark art of yes, editing exactly with like pacing and just really like minutiae basically that no an audience member shouldn't even be aware of but that you're manipulating to kind of create right. this 
you know, feeling that hits you in your gut. Well, yeah. And, and ultimately, I mean, it's a, it's a feeling when you're trying to make something threatening, there's like a million things that can't come into that. And that's, yeah. and that's really what it comes down to. He always had to be menacing or threatening, you know, and I really think I ultimately end up kind of going back to the original John Carpenter Halloween, you know, like he's yeah. just there staring at you, not moving. That's scary. Yeah. Like, like you guys are young, young filmmakers. Like when you're thinking about how to make someone scary, don't make them move. That's the first mistake. Movement is a mistake. Um, and I, I learned that with, with Frank right away. Like whenever he moved, I'd go in and, and, I, I, well, and whenever he moved, I would have to go in and manipulate, it. you know, I'd either remove right. the movement or make it occur in a way that was more phantasmical, phantasmagoric. Right. You know, it, it had to, it, it couldn't basically look when you have a, a scary character, they can't all of a sudden start being unscary every time. It's like a heightening. Every time you see Frank, he's got to be a little scarier, a little darker. And right. I think, you know, that's where Steve Poster and Richard did a great job because as the film progresses, we get closer and closer and closer up to the point where there's the scene where the parents go to have a meeting with the therapist and we cross cut. And this actually goes right back to your question. Um, we cross cut. This was actually, I think, in the script. Maybe not. It was pretty much in the script this way. We go from parents talking to therapist to Donnie you know, smashing the bathroom mirror because there's a, a crazy rabbit in it. And then you're cutting back yeah. to the therapist. The therapist is like, oh yeah, I think Donnie's making a lot of improvements. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it really, yeah. you know, those, those were the things that I, I don't know how Richard wrote the screenplay so well, but it really, I mean, we just had to edit the movie. It, there wasn't a lot of, right. The, the biggest things we did editorially were with the ending of the film and wrapping it up. And that was, that was, that took some work and some, some good insights. Um, our Eric and I had an assistant named Greg Thompson. We were watching the end of the film. I'll never forget it. He comes in, we were watching the end one day, just getting ready to wrap it up. Session was over. Richard wasn't there. And, and, and Greg goes, you know what you guys should do? You know what? The, the jet engine should hit the house and then everybody should wake up from their dream. And I, and, and I looked over at Eric and I go, you know, he's right. <laughs> he's right. What the fuck is really good? This is Ion One of the Ion Pack. You're listening to the Ion Pod. This time we have the GOAT, the absolute madman, Sam Bauer, editor of Donnie Darko, Southland Tales, The Box, Richard Kelly's right hand man the true man behind the magic of those movies, and many more. And if ever anyone went the fuck in as always, it's this guy. So, I already know after hearing that, you want to hear the rest. And you can do exactly that, and hear much more, at patreon.com slash the ion pack. You already know. Patreon! Hey, what up? Ion Pack fans, this is Will P. Introducing Sam Bauer. You know what the fuck it is. They go the fucking as usual. Subscribe on Patreon. Get the famous night. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>